Whatever has been on your heart, that little thing that's been kind of knocking at you and and you're like, I know, I know, I know. Start to blaze the new trail because you'll be surprised. You already know what that thing is. It's already kind of talking to you and me calling it out to bring it forward. You're like, yep, it's there. You're probably smiling right now. Pay attention to that and just take one tiny little step. Hello, love, and welcome to the Cup of Chels podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden, a professionally certified spiritual life coach, business mentor, published author, speaker, and intuitive guide. Cup of Chels is the place of zero judgment, where all thoughts, opinions, and points of views are not only welcomed, but honored. It's what I like to call big love. It's the place to get the guidance of a mentor, to soak up the wisdom of a sage and receive the encouraging and nurturing energy of a soul sister who isn't afraid to deliver healthy doses of tough love. With thought-provoking conversations and questions that are going to expand your perspective, you will leave each episode knowing yourself better than when you pressed play. It's time to activate your big love energy, unlock your authenticity, and let your curiosity lead. Taking what resonates and leaving the rest. Now let's get into it. All right. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to bring you this very special guest, a return guest, and also one of my dearest, bestest friends, soul sister, spiritual running buddy, Melanie Daigle. So Melanie is a 30-something-year-old Canadian girl currently living in Houston, Texas. She has a passion for personal development, self-discovery, and living a life in alignment. Melanie found journaling to be an essential tool in helping her navigate life's challenges, and we're going to talk all about her journaling practice and business, and she got really serious about journaling in 2018 after being laid off from her corporate America job and has been a devoted journaler ever since. Journaling has really helped Mel traverse being laid off, heal after a breakup, maintain a 60-pound weight loss, y'all, and attract her ideal relationship. Melanie created a journal with the same format and design features she has grown to love over the years to share with the world and empower others to truly cultivate their own journaling practices too. She holds the deeply rooted belief that all the answers we seek are within ourselves. We just need to give them the time and space to be heard or written. Welcome to <laughs> the podcast, Mel. I'm so happy to have you back. It's so cool. Oh, I'm You're glad to be up. <laughs> I am so glad to be here. I am over the moon. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Mel and I literally have been spiritual running buddies. We have known each other for, I feel like I can never remember how long, but it's definitely been like eight years. We're like yeah. our abundance year friendship. Yes, <laughs> we truly are. So we've been doing life together for the past eight years. And in that, we both have just seen so much fucking growth with yeah. one another, within ourselves. We, Our relationship has done what many relationships do. You know, we were super close and then we each were living our own lives and we would come back together. And I feel like we are closer now than we have ever been. And- okay truly the both of us just doing our soul's work, living in so much authenticity and 
following our hearts and our soul and what we're guided into. And I wanted to bring Mel on the show today to a number one, talk about her amazing journaling practice and this amazing business that she has created for herself. And also how you can literally take these tools and implement them into your daily life and see massive growth and change for yourself. And also, I want to get fucking real and talk about authenticity because Mel, I've shared this with you and I shared it inside of one of the QCA calls and I don't know all the research or anything like that, but what I've heard is that authenticity is the highest frequency emotion that we can hold, like 4,000 times higher than that of love. And it just blows my fucking mind. I'm going to wrap ups and let you talk, but I'm just like, holy shit. If we can truly just be more authentic each day, like 1% more authentic each and every day, I mean, the amount of magnetism that we as an individual will hold and the, the world that we will create because of that, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. I'm gonna let you talk now. No, I know. I'm just completely obviously in alignment with you on that. And like, that is such an important word for me personally, because my two core values in life are number one, authenticity and number two, freedom. I used to think it was freedom first and then authenticity. And then I realized me being authentic is actually freedom. Mm-hmm. So I completely resonate with that. And I, I only actually knew that authenticity was the highest frequency after you told me, but it makes complete sense. I feel like that is exactly what everyone is trying to get to when they're talking about self-awareness and all of this stuff. You want to peel back those layers so that you can actually be you, like yeah. authentic. Like that isn't that all that we want is to be loved and accepted is exactly who we are. Is exactly who we are. And yeah, absolutely. And I love how you have these two core values of authenticity and freedom and you and you switch the hierarchy of yeah. them, I guess, or whatever. Priority. Yeah. And it, it makes so much sense because to truly be authentic, to peel back all the masks, to show up vulnerable as fuck is so fucking freeing. And it doesn't mean that it's like easy. <laughs> For us to do, because with being fully ourselves comes a lot of black, you know? Yeah. Or it can, it can, especially at the beginning. I feel like when I first started my like journey with authenticity, it was fear that was really like, what are people going to think? And, and Mm -hmm. fear. And also when I got started this journey, I didn't even know myself at all. Mm -hmm. So the thought of being authentic was so overwhelming because it's not like I was consciously holding myself back from being who I wanted to be. I didn't even know who I wanted to be. Mm. Like it was starting from negative zero. Like <laughs> it was like, I don't, it's not like I know I want to do this thing deep down and I'm just not letting myself do it. It's like, I don't even know what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a valid point. And because, you know, we are so conditioned for good reason to fit in and to fit a mold of who society, who our family, who our friends think we should be because they're all doing the same thing too, for the most part. And it is this, like I said, for good reason, because it's a protection mechanism, right? If we think about it from a not herd mentality, but like tribe mentality, and we go way back, it is 
people that stood out that did different things were like excluded. They were ostracized from the tribes and stuff. So to really fucking be yourself is like, you're going to get kicked out of the club, (laughs) you know? And yes, there is a lot of fear that comes up with that. And also the paradox of it is like, once we truly step into our authenticity and show up as who we were made to be, then we find our fucking tribe. Exactly. And the tribe that we love. Yeah. Like the tribe that like literally you you hang out with them and you feel more energized. You're not mm-hmm. depleted. You're like, oh my God. You're more energized, more you, more, feeling more seen, more alive than you were when you started that interact, not interaction, but before you went and did that hangout. Like, yeah, that is what happens. It's not like surface level, artificial kind of conversations like you really connect with people because like they see your soul yeah like they are part of you you know what I mean like you speak the same language like when we get together it's like I'm not having to explain to you I could just say like one or two words and you're like you got got it it. yeah Yeah, you're even just you even freaking read my mind okay yeah (laughs) you attract people who literally read your mind you don't even need to talk Yeah, it's so fucking cool and so beautiful. And I just want to like put in a little caveat when, you know, I love human design and I talk about it and I relate it a lot to life. And also with human design, there's the gene keys and the gene keys tells us that we are all fractals. Like we have a fractal line. So you can also think of this like your soul family. So we're all like souls created from essentially like three main souls and we all get like it gets fractaled out like it gets like distributed out and when we find people in our fractal it's like kismet you know it's just like oh yep those are all people again soul family so it's just that this is all just making me think of that I didn't know that yeah, it's really pretty fucking wild too. Very ethereal, like heady shit to oh, talk I love about. It. I love it. Every time I talk to you, I'm like learning new things either about human design or the gene keys. And I'm like, whoa, you, I feel like intuitively you can tell when you meet someone you're like, we've met in another mm-hmm. lifetime or we've, you know, there there's something that's just so familiar here and you're like putting the, you know, the yeah. gear. Yeah, I had definitely felt that with you when we first met eight years ago. It was like, I really like this girl. She's my peeps. We're going to get along just fine. And here we are eight years later, just like, who who would have ever thought in the days of real estate, maybe realtors that we would be like, fuck real estate. (laughs) What? We've been through a lot. We have been through a shit ton. A lot of transformations. Yes. Like when I think about who we were when we were in real estate, those are two completely different humans. Completely different humans. And we send send them so much love. Yeah. Because they got us. They got us here. Yeah, for sure. And we like loved each other then and we love each other now. And there's just something super magical about that. (laughs) Like love each other at every stage. Yes, yes, yes. I want to go back to something you said about when we have this mask and we're not showing up authentically is a lot because we don't know who the fuck we are. Like we really don't know who the fuck we are. And I feel like journaling has helped you really discover more of who you are. So can you just kind of talk about that and just paint us a picture of your journaling practice in total? 
Yeah. Journaling is probably the number one tool that really helped me to start getting to know myself. And I think it's why I'm so passionate about it because like in the pages of my journals, I found me and I'm not even being dramatic about that. Like when I look back at my past journal entries, you can see like almost like the light bulbs kind of turning Mm -hmm. off of like, oh, like that felt good. Or, you know, oh, that didn't feel good or, oh, whatever. So in my journaling practice, I mean, when I just, when I started journaling in 2018, so six years ago, I literally was journaling just with the intention to like achieve a goal. I wanted to be financially free. That was literally the reason why I started journaling. But when you start getting in the financial freedom world, they start kind of like making you realize that usually it's an inside game. It's mindset. It's all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. So I read uh, Miracle Morning for Millionaires. Actually, you recommended that to me. And that's what started my whole journaling practice. And so I would write affirmations and everything. But writing out my affirmations every day, it like wasn't landing. It wasn't moving the needle. So I really started within my journaling practice to just start exploring what does Melanie want? And to be honest with you, that took years for me to get Mm. to that point. It was actually not even after I got laid off. It was after my divorce that I hit complete rock bottom when I was like, whoa, the way I've been doing my life up till now hasn't been working. So that was really the moment that I started asking myself intentionally, asking myself questions in my journaling practice. Like, what does Melanie want? Who is Melanie? what do I like to do? And it was like, it kind of sounds silly to say it now, but it was like, even do I like the food I eat? Do I like the, the drinks that I drink? Do I even like alcohol? Do I want to live in Houston? Am I familiar with the clothes that I'm wearing? Like, do they feel right for me? Like my friends, every single thing I started to look at every thing in my journaling practice. I just didn't, know what else to do. So it's kind of like I went out in the world and experimented and then I would come back to my journal and reflect and say, oh, well, that didn't really go. So, (laughs) (laughs) but now we know, we know what we don't like. Yeah. You know, we do like, so in, in the pages of my journal, I mean, that is where I did a lot of reflection after going out in the world and like trying new things that was really powerful. And then one of the things I like to do with my journaling practice is look back at my past journal entries. I call them lookbacks. And going back and reviewing your past journal entries, you get to know a lot about yourself. Because knowing yourself isn't just what food do I like to eat and what clothes do I like to wear? It's like, why do I do what I do? Where is this coming from? Where are these fears coming from? Why am I taking these actions and all of these things? So like the bigger unraveling of myself that came through my journaling practice was really understanding my programming. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And what I'm hearing you say is one, you got to a point of rock bottom and then really started evaluating your life and all the aspects of your life to Yes, the I feel like the bigger goal there was to what is it that Melanie likes? What is it that feels authentic to me in how I want to live my life. But if we don't, we only know what we know. So instead of like trying to fit in all of those things, you actually identified what wasn't working. 
Yes. And uh, yeah, through the exploration, through getting curious, through having, you know, a social experience or Mm -hmm. trying a new food, whatever the fuck it may be, and just realizing like, "Mm, nope, this does not (laughs) feel aligned for me. And then in all of that, utilizing the look back tool, which you have since named, but at that point was just part of your practice, right? Utilizing that look back to really help yourself find yourself, to really identify what is authentic for you. Yes. Yes. And I think the, the real beauty of the look back is that when you go back and you read your past journal entries, you are reading them almost as like, well, you are reading them as the conscious observer. If you can remain and you can keep a little distance from the journals and not get super transported as if like you, it can literally feel like a time machine. Like you can feel like you were that person just in reading those entries. It's so potent. But if you can maintain that conscious awareness that like Michael Singer talks about of just like being the conscious observer, you can easily identify what is programmed in you and what is like from your soul. And you can really start to say, oh, maybe I went and went to this party that that didn't feel in alignment because I felt like I had to. Oh, there's people pleaser, Melanie. Okay, Mm -hmm. conditioned. Wow, where does that come from? And so it's almost like a little treasure hunt and you sort of find these moments that lead you on like, why why didn't that feel good? Why didn't that moment feel good? Oh, because I'm operating out of, a conditioned program part of me that is not in support of me living in alignment. And so like, that's the power of look backs. It really helps you to untangle the difference between what has been taught to you and what it is your soul and your truth and your highest self, what that actually wants. Mm, I love that. That is so powerful. And I think the takeaways there are to detach as much as possible when you do go back on those journal entries. I too, like you, you know, especially when I was at the very beginning stages, even before I quit drinking, now that I have reintroduced alcohol again, but, you know, back in 2018, 2019, I was looking at my journals too and just like, dude, I'm I'm stuck in this fucking pattern of like, we drank, we had fun. And then the next day we drank shit. I got in a fight with Ronnie and why the fuck do I keep doing this? And God, I promise I'm not going to do this anymore. Like the empty promises I made to God, the weight reading that, you know, it was just like the heaviness, like you can really tap back into that energy. So I love your advice there to really you know, zoom the fuck out. (laughs) You're watching this like a third party. Don't get so involved in it. It really is just to pick out your programming. And also what I'm hearing come up is that you can start to see maybe these patterns that are playing out. Yes. Patterns is like one of my favorite things that I talk about patterns a lot in the conscious journaling framework. But before I say anything about that, your reviews of your past journal entries went with alcohol is what prompted me to start looking mm. at my past journal entries. Like your testimony with that. And I, I remember the day when you were like, Mel, I have read journal entry after journal entry of going back and recalling like the morning after of drinking and my regrets, and how powerful that was for you. I do think that there's a time, like a time and place to allow yourself to feel 
Mm-hmm. The pain of that, because it resulted in such an important change in your life. You were the beginning of that. So mm-hmm. I just want you to really well, work. Thank you, you were the originator of the look back. Can I can I start getting commissions on your <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> we'll talk off the next offering that's coming? It'll be uh co-created with Chelsea Holden, the originator. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But thank you. Thank you for saying that. And yeah, dude, I remember. And thank God I had you as like a spiritual running buddy to like really lean on during that time and just like I'm stuck in this loop and I can't fucking stay here anymore. And, you know, I think at that time I didn't even realize what I was doing. You know, it was so unconscious. It was just my higher self. Thank God, my guides, our guides, because I truly believe we have the same soul tribe or a lot of the same soul tribe. I agree. I feel like they were totally guiding me in those actions to go back and reflect on that so that I could get to my rock bottom and choose new, choose a different path. And I feel like you have such a beautiful way, Mel, of, and I'm going to use your analogy of looking at a closet and pulling everything out to clear the fucking clutter and decide what's going back in, in, and really that unpacking to help people actually identify their patterns and how they can redirect. So I know that now this is part of the conscious journaling framework, and I would love for you to just share about this with the listeners and even just anything they might be able to implement in their own practice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love to talk about it. So I think in life, and I'm so fascinated by this, we are always kind of overcoming our patterns. Mm -hmm. and our patterns are basically just our habits and like the way that we've been programmed up to this point. And like, we're going to people who are growth minded, anyone who's probably listening to this podcast is in that lane of life where they're going to continue deconditioning and reconditioning themselves as they ascend. And so the conscious journaling framework, it's a four part framework, and it's all about creating an intention with your journaling practice and helping you to get there. So I love to give the analogy of you are getting ready to go on a hike, okay? You're getting ready to go on a hike and you're trying to get to this lookout point and that's your intention. But every time you try and get to the lookout point, for some reason, you get turned around on that hike. You don't know where it is, but for some reason, you keep finding yourself back at the beginning and it's so frustrating. You're just trying to get to this lookout point you want to get all the Instagram freaking photos <laughs> post them, and you just can't make it there. And you're like, what is going on? And that is like the literally epitome of getting stuck in a pattern. And so there's this crossroads point, like there's this point where you get turned around and you probably don't recognize where it is, or maybe you do. I might even be saying this and it might be coming to your mind literally as you're thinking about it, but we hit this crossroads point. And for you, in like your example, that was you, you were drinking. When you would drink, then you would fall back into the pattern. Like even though you had the best intentions, you just still, whatever came before you deciding to drink, like that was your crossroads point. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you go into the pattern loop. And what the conscious journaling framework does First, you set the intention, then you cultivate awareness. 
And what that second phase is doing is helping you to identify where on your hike are you getting turned around? It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's really drop in and understand where is that crossroads point for us where we go back to the beginning when we could be blazing a new trail. Mm -hmm. And then once you cultivate that awareness, you head on over to phase three, which is integration. And that's where you start to take new action. So in your situation, an integration and, you know, an obvious integration of what you took was stop drinking. Mm -hmm. And that's how you started to blaze a new trail. And so you wrap it up with reflection to kind of see how things are going. But like, that's the four different phases. And what the reflection does is help you to see, uh uh-oh, are are we going backwards again? Are we going back towards the beginning? Or are we actually blazing the new trail? And what can we do to continue supporting ourselves? So the whole idea of the framework is to help you get out of stuck patterns more quickly, just by bringing them into your awareness and actually doing a couple things to change. Because Mm -hmm. the only way to get something you've never had is to do something you've never done. And that means becoming someone thinking in a certain way, feeling a certain way that you've never felt. And that's what the framework really helps like support you with. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I just got like the best visuals of being on that trail and wanting to get to the lookout point and seeing the same fucking mile marker. You're like, oh, dang it. Like I was already here. Yes. Come on, man. The sun's about to set. Let's Literally. Go. And maybe that that crossroads and that turning point and blazing a new trail is going to require you to like cut through some thick shrubs and, and shit yeah. to get there, which what I was instantly feeling and what I feel like is something to to bring to the listeners here because what came up for me and the energy that was coming through is like, well, that's fucking scary. Yeah. It is. And that's why most of us stay in our patterns. Mm -hmm. That is precisely, and I do talk about this in the framework and I will, let's talk about it right now. Addressing your fears, honestly, nine times out of 10 in my own personal testimony, I can't speak for anyone else. It is the fear that keeps me Mm -hmm. from blazing the new trail fear Mm -hmm. of the unknown like what's going to be on it are there going to be tigers on that part of the trail (laughs) is on that other part of the trail this one is familiar i'm not getting the great pictures but i know what what it's about exactly what it's getting me exactly the thing that has been the biggest i would say internal shift for me is recognizing that anyone who has something that i want talks about the fact that they had to get through fear to get there. So rather than me in the past viewing fear as a turnaround sign, I now view fear as, oh, fuck yeah, I'm moving in the right direction. Okay. All right. Yes, this is scary. How can I support myself through this fear? Maybe I call up Chelsea and I'm like, okay, I'm really fucking scared. And like, I need someone to remind me that fear is normal. Yeah. Um, But really redefining your relationship with fear and realizing that it actually is a good thing. And it actually means you're on the right track. And fear, if you're a growth-minded person, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, even if you're not a growth-minded person, it's not going anywhere anyways. But if you redefine that relationship with fear to a point where you're like, oh, this is the right, this means I'm moving the right way, you're going to welcome fear a lot more than what you would have in the past when you just literally stuff it down, ignore it, pretend it doesn't exist and numb it. And so that redefinition of fear is really, in my opinion, the key to blazing that new trail. Mm. So beautifully said. 
so beautifully said. And I just want to highlight the fact that I was literally having this conversation yesterday on my coffee and cards, my live that I do every Thursday morning on Instagram. That was like when the first thing that came up is like fear is never going anywhere. And I love how you say redefine your relationship with it. Make it your make it your best friend, dude. Seriously, make it your best fucking friend. You know what is so cool, too, is when we start to redefine and it's a it's a muscle Every new level, every new turning point, every new crossroads that we come to, that fear is going to come up and it may look a little different. It may feel a little different. The more we stretch our capacity to like actually walk with that fear, it's going to feel bigger sometimes too. Yeah. It's or different. Exactly. Just different, different new experiences, something that maybe you didn't even realize, you know, people who have I was just talking to my girlfriend the other day who had her first baby and she's getting ready to have her second baby. And she has all of these fears now coming up of how the second baby could impact the first baby or her life. You could never have the fear about the second baby until you move through and have the first one. It's yeah. like, those are a completely new set of fears that you're not prepared for because you haven't had that reality yet. Mm, totally true. Totally it doesn't true. mean anything's wrong with us. It's just, it actually means there's something right with us. And one of the things I really like to do too is when I'm feeling super empowered about fear and like, let's say I move through my fear and it and it does something like I move through a fear and something really good happens. I'll create a voice note or I'll get in my journal and I'll write like the most incredible, like pump up, like, yes, we went through fear. Heck yeah. It went amazing. This is how I'm feeling. Look at all the benefits of like actually recreating your relationship with fear. And so when I hit those moments, I call you and you're like, no, I'm pulling cards. I'll pull up that voice note or check on that old journal entry and that like be my own freaking cheerleader. Like Capture moments within yourself when you are literally being a fucking badass and you're overcoming things and you're on top of the world. Like, yes, celebrate and also capture that energy for the future because you're going to need it, babe. Like, yeah, need that. So that's one of my favorite ways to like tap into my own like magic. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you said that too, because that's where my original train of thought was going. And then we got into this because what I wanted to say too, is like, once you stretch your capacity with that fear and you actually walk through it on the other side of that shit, you're just like, yeah, like I'm my own hype person. You know, it's like, look at what I just did. Look at what I just fucking did. Like, I know. Holy moly. And then, yeah, yeah, you're like, you're at this new level, you've just embodied a new person of yourself, like you're stepped into your main character energy, shout out Megan Reed, like you are just like, truly in such a new space and time that would not be fucking possible unless you embraced the fear. And I love your advice of the voice note, because just like what I'm hearing correlating it back to journaling is the look back on the journal. You can dive back into that energy, be the conscious observer of, you know, the crossroads and the patterning, and also use the same kind of format of a look back, but maybe it's in an audio version of you playing back your hype self. Oh yeah. Or just even in, and when you get stuck having your friends remind you who the fuck you are. Exactly. You got to have like your toolkit of like SOS. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got my couple friends on speed dial 
I've got voice notes that remind me who the fuck I am. My boyfriend, yeah. Richie. It's like, you have your people, you have your things. My journal entries that are like, if you're ever feeling like, what am I doing? Like, you know, it, I love in- how your voice changes when you're like, <laughs> depending on what part of you is talking in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell, you can tell. <laughs> but like, if ever I'm tapping into her, even song playlists, mm-hmm. you know, like you've got to have these things. It's like, you're not planning for the worst, but like, you know, that the days are not always going to be uppity, positive, mm-hmm. high vibe. And there's going to be those moments where you like need that hype playlist, where you need that voice memo. Like we did the 111 portal, like tapping into the future yeah. next year on 111 in 2025. Like I have re-listened to that voice memo like five times. Yeah. It is yeah. so powerful because I think the reason it's so powerful is because it comes from you. Yeah. It's not someone else hyping you up. Like you, it's your own hype. Mm. It's Yeah. Just like you said, like tapping into your own magic. And the truth is we all have our own authentic magic. Yes. We all have it, right? And so if you don't know what that is, then it's time to really start digging in and implementing the conscious journaling framework, you know, really cultivating that awareness, really, you know, looking at, repeat the framework for them again, if you would, please. You start with setting an intention. There you go. Uh, Whatever your intention is, you you set that intention, then you're cultivating awareness around what is happening in my life that is supporting this intention and what's working against it. Mm-hmm. And really the whole point of the awareness phase is to identify that crossroads point. And then the integration phase is the blazing of the new trail. That's where you start to take actions from that awareness phase and actions that are different than what you have done. And then you wrap it up and reflect and see like, okay, how did that go? Did that go? Okay. Did it not? What could I do better? Okay. Let's do it again. Like, let's go through it again until you're there. Yeah. I love it. And and in all of that, in that whole framework, more of your authentic authenticity is going to start being revealed to you. Oh, yeah. 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 And the awareness a lot, a lot yes. to get uncovered in the awareness. I think that's where a lot of people are going to see, oh, my goodness, here's my programming. Oh, start to ask themselves. Like the key to knowing yourself is asking yourself questions in my opinion, like really asking even if you just want to say like, is this me or is this something or someone else? Yeah. You know, when I went through my divorce, like, you know, whenever you're in a relationship, you're super conditioned by the person that you're in a relationship with. Like there's a complete untangling of that. And then a complete untangling of all of your conditioning up until this point. And honestly, even since that deconditioning, it's so interesting to me because now I feel like I'm back at the point in my life where I'm starting to decondition from the things I've conditioned myself with, like in the spiritual world, like, Mm. you know, the certain things that I've taken as truths that I'm now starting to question, hmm, is this in alignment with present day melody? Is this true for me? Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's where, that's where I think the framework is so freaking powerful because it's something you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. It's not like, 
just get to the intention. You get to the finish line. They're like, boom, I'm done. Okay. Yeah. It's like, this is going to literally be with you for the rest of your life because you'll constantly be moving towards new things and journeying and deconditioning and reconditioning. Yeah. And also, I know that finding our authenticity, you're saying that it's a lot in the awareness. I also, from my perspective too, see it a lot in the reflection phase of it too. I mean, shit, oh, yeah. even the integration phase, because if you're taking new actions and stuff, that's going to tell you a lot about yourself. True. It's going to tell you how you're fucking moving through this fear. It's going to tell you what are you avoiding, what all of this shit as you move and integrate as you take these new actions. And then when you reflect on it too, it's like, okay, well, I didn't really like that. Or I did yes. like that, or that doesn't feel true for me, you know, but I tried it. And so I'm proud of myself for trying. And now my new intention is, you know, and it's just this like. beautiful cycle, right? Or spiral yeah. rather, I would probably say it's more of a spiral upwards into more enlightened, an enlightened state of being as you're just revealing more and more of your own authentic codes throughout it. So. Yeah, I, t I totally agree. I, I think the authenticity you're right does come in honestly, every part of the framework too. Cause even as you're talking, I'm thinking like, I've talked to some people who started using the framework and they're thinking they want like financial freedom, but eventually actually their intention just becomes like internal peace. Mm. It's like, People want financial freedom, or I can say for myself, I wanted financial freedom for the peace, for the joy, mm. for the, the security, the stability. It's not because I wanted a bunch of money in my bank account and that was what was going to make me feel good. It's what I was telling myself I was going to get out of that. And I think as people continue to go through the framework, they'll see their intentions start to transform and almost flip. Yeah. Like what it is you're actually wanting out of life, not the like, very real 3D tangible thing. It's like what that 3D tangible thing is going to give you, how it's going to make you feel. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there with like how it's going to make you feel. Ronnie and I were actually having a conversation about this, you know, when it comes to money. Thank God we are in a place where like money doesn't fucking trigger us anymore. It is so beautiful. Like seriously, seriously, it had that has been a journey in and of itself. <laughs> Talk about being stuck in a pattern and really, oh. you know, having to take new directions with this. Mel's breathing a big sigh for me because oh, yeah. she she's held me a lot in those in those conversations. But we were really talking about I don't I don't even know where what the conversation was, but I was like, what I basically asked him, what will you feel like when that happens? You know, Ronnie is not in the self-development space a half of what I am. You know, yeah. I mean he picks up just from my conversations and things like that. But it's like, what is that intention going to really make you feel? And I think that is such a powerful question for us to journal on, for us yeah. to really consider, because it may feel really surface level at first. But yeah. as you say, like the answer lives in you. And it's just uncovering that answer through the practice of asking yourself these powerful questions on a continual basis. Like it's, it's not a one and done thing. It's not. No. And honestly, honestly, even if you throw the framework out the window, okay, yeah. let's just even throw the framework out the window. If you start your day or devote a certain amount of your time every day, because I know some people like journaling at night or whatever, if you devote a certain amount of time to your day to slow down, to be with yourself, 
and to just write and let whatever is wanting to come out to come out that alone, that alone is going to create this connection to you and yourself that like, if you've never done it, that in itself is you're already winning. You are literally already winning with just that. So don't get too caught up on, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed and all these phases and these steps and all these things, like just start giving yourself some time for you every day. Mm -hmm. That in itself is going to start to uncover who you are. I love that so much. I love that so much. And it's so true. And just even if that is your intention, you know, no matter where you're at on your journey of self-development or journaling or figuring out who the fuck you are in all of it, like if your intention is I'm just going to spend some time with me trying to understand myself a little bit better, because here's the deal. And I said this on the podcast last week, like you are the only one that you live with for the rest of your, for your whole fucking life. <laughs> you're so right. if you don't like who you're living with, I'm talking internally here, like it's time to take a new direction. It's time to try something new and set a new intention. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about how many times I, it's like, I would just annoy myself. Like, I'm just like, I'm so tired of my own shit. And and it still comes up, trust me. But it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just so tired of my own shit, but you can't escape yourself. And we can try, we can try to like numb and avoid and all that shit. But I believe that the better we understand ourselves and whatever tools we need to bring in to help us cultivate that better understanding and awareness of self, the more we really start to have compassion for ourselves, the more we start to give ourselves some grace, the more we create more love for ourselves, the more we can reveal those answers that live within and the more authentic we get to be. Yeah. And when you start to actually reveal those answers and live as the embodiment of that, you know, you might, it might even just start out like with a decision of where you want to go eat. Like I remember in the past, my friends would always be like, where do you want to go eat? And then I would always say, oh, it doesn't matter, whatever you want. Like, it's like, I never would insert my opinion. And then you kind of test run like, okay, let me put out what I want. And then Mm -hmm. it feels really good. And everyone's happy. And I have this phrase, like, if it's right for you, it's right for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you play around in these low stakes moments of you listening to those answers within. And then you like get a little bit of confidence. You're like, oh, that felt really good. All I had to do was say I wanted, okay. All right, the world didn't combust. And you start to really build this trust. And the more trust that you have in that internal voice, the louder it's gonna become. And the more you're gonna, it's funny because I feel like I hit this point where like, if I don't listen to that voice, it feels like a self-betrayal. I couldn't even hear it. Now it's like, man, if I'm not listening to that voice, like, whoa, I am completely out of alignment. I don't feel good. I can instantly tell that it's not right. So you will, and it doesn't take long. It really doesn't take long, but it just takes you spending some time with yourself and getting to know it, to get, getting to know that voice. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And journaling can be such a powerful, simple tool that we can incorporate every single day in our life or start out, you know, maybe it's three days a week, whatever feels the most aligned for you, trust yourself on that. And also come up against your edge and push a little past it because you gotta, you gotta do something different in order to get different results. 
I've already said that. (laughs) First of all, thank you so much for just this beautiful conversation and just showing up authentically in the world and following your heart and, and sharing this soul mission and just your beautiful framework and this practice that has been such a catalyst of change and growth in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just sharing that with the world because we fucking need it. If you could leave the listeners with, with anything, a love note, with a piece of advice, what would that be? I would say whatever has been on your heart as you've been listening to Chelsea and I have this conversation, that little thing that's been kind of knocking at you and and you're like, I know, I know, I know. Like take the smallest, tiniest step towards that after this podcast, whatever that is. If it's waking up 10 minutes earlier, if it's pulling out your journal, if it's canceling those plans you have on Saturday, if it's going to buy yourself those pair of jeans that you want, like literally whatever it is, the smallest, tiniest thing, like start to blaze the new trail because you'll be surprised. You already know what that thing is. It's already kind of talking to you and me calling it out to bring it forward. You're like, yep, it's there. You're probably smiling right now. Pay attention to that and just take one tiny little step. And this is going to help you build that trust in yourself and really root into the belief that all the answers you seek live in you. So beautiful. Thank you so much, sister. I love you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. If y'all want to connect with Mel, all of the links are in the show notes, but where's the best place they can connect with you? Because I know you're on TikTok and Instagram. Um, You also have a blog and website and all the things, but yeah. Catch me in the DMs on Instagram at the Conscious Journaler. That's like the best, easiest place. I'm in there every morning posting my journaling session. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. So cool little vibe there every morning. Just follow me at, at, at the Conscious Journaler. Awesome. And Mel also has some new exciting things rolling out. And I would love for you to just share a little bit about that for the listeners yeah. too and where they can get all the goods. Absolutely. So I... As Chelsea mentioned, I created the Conscious Journal. It's available for purchase on Amazon. And I have just created another version of the journal that includes worksheets that specifically walk you through the framework. So if you were like, oh, where do I start? What prompts? All this stuff. It is all in the Conscious Journal. And I've also created some guided audios that you can find for sale on my website and you'll be able to download them in a private podcast playlist. And literally they're guided audios that are going to walk you through the different phases of the framework. There's an introduction, introducing the framework. It takes you through all four phases. And then there's two bonus audios. One's an SOS. It's kind of like what we were talking about. (laughs) creating your own voice memo. You got an SOS from me. And then one that talks about different healing techniques that they could employ in their conscious journaling practice. So they want to find that, just go to my website, www.theconsciousjournaler.com and they can buy them there. Fuck yes. I love all of that. And again, don't worry, like all the links will be in the show notes for yeah. you to get access to it. I mean, whatever you want. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. And and let us know how this episode landed for you. Let us know what you're taking away from this episode. Let us know what you're ready to integrate. And if you need support on that, obviously both of us are here. If you'd like coaching support on that, you can reach out to me, get the journal. It's going to fucking change your life. 
Thank you so much again, Mel. I love you. I and love you. I hopefully will see you in person really, really soon. Uh, you will. You will. Don't you worry. All right. <laughs> Thanks, All right. loves. All right, my friend, we totally did it. Thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with me and listen in on today's show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave a review so you don't miss out on any of the magic and any of the goodness that I am bringing your way. If you know that this episode is going to be a great listen for somebody, then don't keep me a secret and be sure to share. Also, I love to celebrate with you in real time. So tag me at the Chelsea Holden on Instagram and Facebook and let me know you're listening in. Until next time, I'm sending you so much big, big love. Adios.